0: What's going down, hip hop world? This is the one and only Hip Hop Spot Podcast, where we interview inspiring entrepreneurs within hip hop and outside of hip hop entertainment. And me, I'm your host, Brown96, all the way from Salinas, California, broadcasting to every motherfucker in the nation. Yo, this is the one and only Hip Hop Spot Podcast. Yo, in today's episode, we got a homegirl out of San Jose, California. She's a down-ass fucking MC, and yo, she's fucking dope as fuck. You guys better catch this episode, because you're going to like it. I know I enjoyed this conversation me and her had. Her name is Squinkla. Yo, check it out. Strap in that seatbelt, and just kick back and listen to this dope shit. Alright, my people. This is Brown, the host of The Hip Hop Spot. We're back here to the show. We got a special guest for you guys straight out of uh, the Bay Area. To be more exact, San Jose, California. We have Squinkla on the phone. What's up, Squinkla?
1: Hey,
0: what's up? Yo, so uh, so what's up? I mean, what's what's new with you?
1: Everything's new. <laughs> uh, we got this album coming out called Rompe which is scheduled to be released at the end of august probably august 20th um the date is still tba but it's definitely going to be coming next month i've been working on the album for like a year and it's finally finished and we're just working on some music videos for it ready to debut that in latin america all
0: right so what's your uh, what's your plans for this album i mean what are you going to do different than you have been doing
1: well the is that I'm in control of this album, um, just opposed to the past where I was, you know, assisted by a label. I wasn't really in full control of how many songs or what kind of songs I get to release. You know, this time I'm it's everything independent. Everything that I'm doing are you know my own moves. All the videos are being directed by me. Um, all the songs are written by me. It's pretty much my whole creative Creative process, you know. If you want to know what I'm about, then this is the album. You know, it's it's an album that's been waiting to drop for a very long time. And the difference is that it's all in Spanish. So my angle this time around is I'm hitting Latin America, Um, but only because I feel like I'll excel in that market more so than the English hip hop market. It's still hip hop. It's just hip hop in español and. You know, I I don't know. I just feel like I have more fun making Spanish music. I want to make music that makes people dance, that makes people feel good. You know, so that's the, that's the album. It, it's basically it's a party album. It's a dance album. It's a love album. It's all good emotions. You know, it's not any. It's not really talking about anything negative. <laughs> so it's it, it's all love. I love it.
0: Yeah, like so it's kind of like feel good music.
1: It is feel good music. It's party music. It's. It definitely gets people want, wanting to dance because it's Cumbia mixed with reggaeton, mixed with Mombatón, um, mixed with Bay Area, 808. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's unlike anything out there. Definitely, you know, in the Latin market, there's no female rapper presence. I mean, there is, but a lot of the rappers, the female rappers, you know, they've, they've kind of, they're more underground. Their, their sound isn't, you know, like how the sound that I'm trying to do. I would say the closest one the closest artist out right now that sounds close to me as far as like the type of music. I would say Evie Queen. But okay. you know, she does party music, you know, feel good music in a sense. So that's the kind of, you know, feel I'm going for except this is like brand new, you know, new school sorta, you know, like Bay Area still true. True to Cali.
0: Yeah. So what uh what features do you got on it?
1: I got my producer, Louis V. He's an up-and-coming artist. Um, He's on that album, and he's actually an amazing lyricist, an amazing singer, and he came out with his Spanish stuff. And also I have another cat uh, from Vallejo. His name is Manish from RBR, Rich Before Rich, and he's a feature on that. But Primarily, the album was to showcase me But you know I have a couple of Features on there I was trying to get Other features But I guess The timing wasn't right But I'm sure Once this album drops Everybody gonna wanna Mess with it
0: <laughs> Yeah yeah So um A little about Basically your Um So you were on the label Can you talk to us A little bit about that experience
1: Just being a part of the label I mean it's There was a There were pros And it had its cause You know um The pros the pros being that you were, you know, you get the exposure, you get the backing in a sense, and you get, you know, people OGs in the game trying to, you know, give you advice on how to how to go about things. And there was a lot of good stuff coming out of that. But the cons of it was that, you know, I couldn't really control when I get to put my album out or when I could get to put my singles out. A lot of the singles, like for example, Chancla, that Silent Giant released. That song was the very first linkless song written in 2011. Okay. So you can see that, that that song was super old and I was like trying to push that out. But unfortunately it didn't get released till 2015. <laughs> like oh, five years later or four years after the fact. So just things, little things like that that kind of made me feel like I just needed to, to branch out. You know, I just, I just felt like I was getting shelved and I couldn't, I, I just couldn't deal with that. I couldn't deal with just not Producing stuff, you know, if I release a single, there has to be a follow-up. You know, you you got to start releasing music every three months, or every every month I would say new music needs to be put out. But with the label, that wasn't happening, you know. And now that I have my own independent, you know, career going on, I could do that. I could put out as many singles as I want, or as little singles as I want. But the, the beauty of it all is that even though I'm independent, I still have a distribution deal with Empire, which is based out of um, the Bay Area. And a lot of people are starting with, starting with Empire, like PI, uh, HBK, Arden and Katina, Equipto, basically all the Bay Area rappers. They all got their distribution deal through Empire because Empire is even not the best deal right now for artists in the Bay, of course, or you know, International or whoever else is messing with them, but, yeah, I mean, to have uh, a guy like Kei on your roster, you know, that means that he's, he's showing the Bay Area a lot of love, and I just feel like the Bay Area is, is super hot right now, you know, for artists to come out. Any artist can come out and do their thing, I and mean, if you got the skills, and you got the game, and you've got to get the gift and you can basically put yourself on the map right now.
0: Yeah. So, um, let's go back a little bit. So, you mentioned about that the label was, um not letting you put out certain tracks that you wanted to put out? Like, like what exactly was holding them back from doing that? I mean, what, why was the, um the reason to like, not put those tracks out? I mean, was it fi- finance or, or, or what exactly? Was yeah, I mean, I guess I would say it was
1: a finance. I feel, based on what other members of the label, because you like, they had Carolyn Rodriguez, they had, you know, Malik, they had, Beatriz Gonzalez, you know, all these up-and-coming artists, but let's just let's, let's highlight Carolyn Rodriguez, you know, somebody that I was cool with, you know, we did a song together, um, she basically told me a lot of insight, things that I didn't know, and it kind of gave me a different perspective on things, and I kind of put the pieces together, but basically how it goes, when a label has, you know, their artists, they're going to be investing on certain artists on a monthly basis, so this month is going to be Carolyn's turn. Next month is going to be Squinkler's turn. The next month after that might be Squinkler's turn again. And maybe Carolyn's not going to like that. So, you know what I mean? It's, it's like artists competing for that shine or for that time or for that money being spent, you know, on promotions. It just depends. You know, maybe they'll, they'll showcase two artists from their catalog for, for a period of, of a quarter, which is in, there's four quarters in the industry. So for that quarter, they're going to they're going to showcase Carolyn and Malik. The next quarter, they're going to showcase Beatrice and Skinkler. So that's how it goes. is like they take their turn. But, you know, I wasn't really too down with that. Like, at first, I, I didn't know it was going to be like that. And, you know, it just wanted, wanted little things that I wasn't really noticing up until, like, after the fact. I started noticing things, and I was like, you know, I, I'm just, I just wish I was told about this instead of, you know, like, okay, we're going to – you know, own all your, public. and that's another thing, they, were, they, were, they own basically my publishing rights, which wasn't, I wasn't cool with that at first, but you know, I was like, you know, I'm young, I, I'm still gonna make music, if I gotta give out two, three songs, you know, maybe an album to them, and they're, in exchange, I get the exposure, I get the, you know, because they, what they do, they own, um, they own Focos de locals, so they have a syndication, so they're getting played 40 times 30 times in one time, in one round, in one go. So per song that they're playing, the game played 30 times all over the place. So you can imagine, uh, you know, 30 times whatever, you know, you, you're making that profit. And that that's the thing is, like, that's how they're making their money. You know, they're, they're, they're cataloging their own artists, making money off their own artists, which is cool. Ain't no, ain't no hanging on that game. But it's just like, you know, what about if I want to put out an album or if I'm ready to put that out? And it's like, okay, I can't, you know, it, it's just a lot of little things that happen, you know, things that were promised and didn't, you know, they didn't come through. Which is cool, you know, in, in a sense, you know, but they got they got the songs, you know, they have chocolate, me they have Chancla, they own soka, they own all these other songs, which is cool, but I'm ready to move on, you know, to these, these new music. This is like, this album is basically what I've been trying to make forever, which is my vision from the gate, but they couldn't complete that, or they couldn't, um, how should I say, like, host that, you know what I mean? It always had to be like that, okay, you could do the Spanish, but you need to do the Spanglish, or, or yeah, you can do that song, but you got to keep it kind of hood, and it's like, I don't want to be hood, I want to be twinkle, I want to be, like, Latin America, I want to be international, you know, I don't just want to be that Chicano rap category, and I just felt like, after a while, I was being molded into that, because of the beats that were being provided to me were at that, you know, that style, you know, and versus... Like, I would have to find my own producers. You know, I'd be like, oh, I gotta look for a producer. You know, and I'm gonna look for him, and I like his style. So I had to introduce that producer to the label, and they had to approve it. So it's not... I didn't want it to be like that. I wanted to be like, I feel his style. I'm gonna work with him regardless, and we're gonna make good music. And that's basically what I'm doing now, except no one's dictating my movement. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. No, I mean, like, me as a host, I try to stay neutral with everything. But, like, I've noticed with a lot of... uh, Latino rappers that are labeled Chicano rappers, they're kind of um, how can I say? Like, they're kind of like stuck in this like rut where they can't really advance as much as they would like to because they already are stuck with that label. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, like, yeah, and like it's like people want to break out of there, but like you know what I mean? Like, especially with labels, like 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 uh, music labels that try to like keep them because they're already labeled that chicano rap artist it's like other like you know like it's just really hip-hop you know rap you know it's like and then yeah i mean it should just be hip-hop you know i mean but um that's what i see about you know advancing well the thing
1: is that with the label like there was a lot of emotions in that too it wasn't just business it was like i i made personal relationships with these people like I'm I'm gonna trust them with my babies my music my songs then they you know I gotta have a good relationship with them so yeah we had a great relationship we had a close relationship you know to the point where they're calling me family you know but at the end of the day business is business and it's regardless of who calls you family or oh that's my homie at the end of the day when you're dealing with business people they're gonna make business decisions and if it's in the business interest to cut you loose or to, you know, do this or that, and that's what's going to happen. You know, if your feelings get hurt, then you're the bad guy. You got to understand it's business. You know, my feelings got hurt definitely after a lot of things that happened. You know, especially like dealing with Carolyn Rodriguez, manipulating the whole, orchestrating the whole drama that was occurring, you know, yeah, a lot of drama happened, you know, in between, you know, it's like, the, it's like chess, you know, people make their moves. You know, so it's just like you either with or you're not, you know, you either play your role. The minute you stop playing your role, the minute you start asking questions, that's when things aren't cool anymore. You know, that's why shit, that's why things aren't all in the family anymore. You know what I mean? So it's just, you got to know how to play your cards, right? But like they say, nowadays, we don't really need a label. Artists don't need a label. So, I mean, it just depends if you, if you want that exposure or yeah. if you want that support. Like now I'm not, I don't got no support. I got a friend that's important me, but as far as like a solid team that's like always breathing, eating, and sleeping, sprinkler, no, like I don't have that team. It's all by myself, and you know I got people that are that'll help me do this or help me do that. But as far as having like a, a solid ass team behind you, like I don't got that. But I'm doing it all about, all by myself. You know what I mean? And, and that's and it's gonna feel good when you know. And it does feel good. It feels good that knowing that I did that. Like hey, you know that that was all me. And it feels good, you know. and It makes you humble in a sense because it makes you feel appreciative when people do fuck with you, or people do want to work with you, or want to help you out. Because it makes you feel like, damn, I appreciate that. Because I know what it feels like
0: not having any support. Yeah, I respect that. Now let's take it back. Let's take it back to uh, when uh, when Squinkler was a was a was a kid. Like let's take it back to San Jose and uh, growing up in the neighborhood. And and I read um a little about your bio, that, you know, that it was a rough neighborhood and, you know, that you that you basically went to juvie and all that. I mean, talk to us. Take us back to that moment.
1: I mean, me, growing up, I was always a poet. You know, I could, I could go back to as far as I was eight years old, you know, making music, making little songs, watching home from school, you know, coming up with that stuff. You know, I ever since I was eight, my mom moved us to the hood basically so from 8 till 15 I was living there and when I say 15 is because that's the age where I was getting incarcerated a lot you know in juvenile hall and it wasn't for things like I was stealing or, or you know doing this or that you know maybe I was doing this and that but I wasn't getting up for that what they were catching me was for smoking weed you know, dirty bottles. Like, hey, I'm going to smoke. And, oh, well, dirty bottles, i have all through the time. Like, it was for dumb stuff like that. I mean, I'm not saying I wasn't doing, like, stuff, but, you know, I wasn't getting caught up. But, you know, yeah, I was going to juvie for smoking weed. And during my time in juvie, that's when all I had was my music. So I would, that's where all my heavy pen work would come into play, coming up with rhymes, freestyling in my room, you know, things like that. And that was the only thing that I had, you know, I I wasn't rolling with too many females in there, you know, because I didn't, I I don't gangbang, you know, so I I was, I talked to Sueñas, I talked to Nostanas, like, it's not a thing, you know, because I'm all about, like, unity, you know what I mean, black and brown, unity, but, you know, I was just, you know, an MC, you know, locked up, I was the only MC in there, and basically, you know, after I was 18, that's when I, I was released, I was released when I was 18, so, from the system so after that basically you know it was kind of hard to take on the world because it's like being locked up all the time for dumb reasons I lost out you know I didn't have a prom I didn't I didn't have graduation I, I actually graduated early and got my GED like four months before I graduated you know just only because of the circumstance and it was just better for me to just get my GED but you know that, but it was an advantage because as soon as I got out of duty I went straight to college and I you know um worked towards my AA you know so it's like I still did things I still accomplished things you know but I wasn't the typical teenager you know so I guess that's what made me who I am today just being a part of that life and you know being raised in the hood and witnessing all these things and and seeing, you know, people come and go and people die, friends die, you know, friends get caught up in the, in the, in the drug abuse and things like that. You know, people getting robbed, people getting, pob, you know, hoes getting pimped. Like that shit was, was happening and it's still happening in the hood, you know. Um, I still drive by, you know, I still, come, I still come around, I, you know, I still know people, I still talk to people. You know, the only difference is now that, you know, I'm focused on one thing, and I still get that support. I'm hood certified, you know what I mean? I get I got people backing me up in the streets, you know? It's like, I'm, I'm not making any of this so I'm not going to stay here and put on Nike Cortez and and black eyeliner and be like, I'm hood, I'm gangster. You know, that doesn't make you hood or gangster. It's like, what really backs you up? What are the streets really backing you up? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's what makes you certified, not fucking wearing Nike, Nike Cortez and black black eyeliner.
0: You That's right, for sure. Now, um, as for the music part, like, when did that really start? You know, taking a big um uh, chunk of your time. You know, like, like when did you get instru- like like interested in in the music?
1: Um, I would say like when I was fifteen. That's when I when I went to the first studio session. And provided, yes, it was a hood studio. Like it was somebody's garage. The you know, the booth was made out of a porter potty. Like it was straight ghetto. But ever since then, I was like, "Dude, this is what I want to do, and this is the only thing that makes me feel normal. It makes me feel like I'm accompl- accomplishing stuff." Or it, it was my outlet in a sense, you know, because that was my, my thing to do. That was, that was my thing. Some people's thing is doing cars. Some people's things are uh, game and my my thing was rapping. You know, and I don't know. That's just it was just my thing, and that that was that.
0: so what was your first name though like your first mc name
1: it was lala
0: lala okay and And then
1: from there i went to calizé
0: calizé all right
1: (laughs) calizé with a k and then after that is underground you know i still have a little bit of calizé in me that's that's never gonna leave because that's my underground hip-hop persona but when i decided to move from underground to commercial i was like okay i'm gonna come up with a brand new persona and I'm going to come up with something that makes me feel happy or makes me feel like, okay, let's see what we can do. And that's what Squinko came about. And I was like, Man, this, this is tight. Like, this is something brand new. This is something like, it's not being too commercial, but it's coming, at, it's coming at them with an angle, you know what I mean? And that's the kind of music I wanted to make. Something, you know, Squinko something from everything from my childhood, but made into life and made into songs, like Chocomine, like Chancla, like I got this new one coming out. Like uh, it's a surprise, but yeah, you know what I mean, I got a lot of good songs, <laughs> um, and it's just—it's it's all like it all comes from a happy place. Um, times pre-juvenile, hall. so the squinca songs are all coming from pre-juvenile holidays. It was still when you know times were very innocent, you know, not so crazy, but at the same time, there's still undertones of you know. After, after the fact, you know, after I started doing the juvie
0: and stuff like that. Did your mom ever call you "squinkler" as a kid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: My, no, mom, my mom's from El Salvador, but okay. when she got here, she did hang out with a lot of Mexicanos. So, And actually, my stepmom is Mexicana. So I have actually a lot of Mexican influences as okay. well as uh, Central American. And I have a lot of friends that are from Peru. So I do have a mixture of languages. That's how I'm able to be diverse or that's how I speak really well Spanish because that was my first language.
0: Yep. Yeah. Now is it just me or does the um logo for your for your name does that similar um is that similar to like a Wendy's or I mean did you take that from that? Yeah <laughs> and that
1: was another thing yeah, and that was another thing that the label came out with. Okay. They came up with that logo unfortunately i'm not gonna keep that logo i mean or fortunately i'm gonna come up with something brand new and unique Yeah. and unique, unique you know what i mean like i'm gonna come up with something like that's me so that wendy's logo that was the label's idea okay. <laughs> that wasn't my idea
0: for sure for sure now as for future goals something like let's say someone you'd like to feature with someone you'd like to work with um something a goal in the future within like the next five years or so
1: I want to work with Tego Calderon. Okay. I want to work with um, Alexis and Fido Actually I had a song With Alexis um, That the label Hooked up with Hooked me up with And basically That song was never released It was called Desa Ovo And that song is so hard And they told me When we split They said Okay we didn't release The song But this is our song Oh
0: shit
1: And it's like Yeah But it's like Nah this is my song You know So I'm, I'm waiting On releasing it by myself, of course, not with Alexis, obviously, because it's on my phone. But I'm going I'm to put that verse that I wrote in
0: a different song. See, let's go back a little bit to that label thing. Like like you mentioned, it's good and bad. It's good because they get you like to um, hook up with different people that, like, you know, as an independent artist, it'll be hard to link up with that person or, or really expensive. You know what I mean? So for that part, it's good. But then they keep everything. You know what I mean? So it's like you can't really do shit with it. You know what I mean? So. It's,
1: Yeah, that's true. Like, they got me a feature with Rodney O. Rodney O and Joe Cooley. They got me that feature with Rodney O. But we never, that song never got released. And Rodney O was pissed. He was like, dude, y'all need to release this. This is hot. And this was back in 2000, early 2015, I would say. And... They never released it. And I still have this song. Like, I, I, I have a song with Ron Neal, and it's never released. So it's just, it is what it is. I I'm, I'm always forgot about it. Like, that style, if I were to hear it now, I'd be like, dude, I can come out way better.
0: <laughs> so now, if you were to release it yourself, would you get sued? Most likely, right?
1: Yes, yes, and no. Okay. And this is why. Because I'm in a position right now where I can release my songs, and if they try to tell me something or try to sue me, it's not going to go well because just for, you know what I mean? I have, I, I know that certain things were done that weren't supposed to, that I'm in a position to be like, wait a minute, this wasn't supposed to happen. This and this and this, and this is a breach here. And there's a breach here. You know what I mean? I could, I could easily come back and say that. So I, I'm not really afraid of that. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to take my, my verses. And another thing they try to take, songs that I created p- before I even signed with them. And it's like, no, these are my songs that I created on my own with my own money, my own beat, before I even knew you guys existed. So these are my songs. So those are still going to be released. I'm just waiting for the right opportunity and moment to do so. All
0: right. For sure.
1: It's complicated, dude. I'm, I'm serious. And, uh, there's no filter to me. You know, I'm, I'm, really, I'm real as it comes. And I don't got nothing to hide and everything I'm telling
0: you is truth, basically. I mean, this this always a politics with that, you know, with record labels and stuff like that. It, it always like complicated and stuff like that. But um yeah, I mean it is what it is at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I I'm I'm good, dude. I really got nothing to worry about at this point.
0: For sure. All right, so um And then and then just
1: going back on that local thing and just for the record on the logo, there's three dots on my face. Oh, I don't, I don't, gang bang, Okay, I I'm cool with southerners. I'm cool with northerners. I live in Northern California. Someone put three dots on my on my face in my logo. And I'm, I, if I'm out here in, in the streets of Northern Cali, I'm, I'm I'm gonna get checked. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you don't do that. It's like someone putting four dots on an artist that's from LA. You <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. They're gonna get jumped the foot. You know what I mean? Luckily, people know me, and luckily it's not, like, all like that. But I feel if someone from here would have put four dogs on someone's logo from down there, that person would have got checked hard or jumped. So that's another thing that I'm talking about is, like, you don't do that. I I don't bang. Why are you doing that to my logo? It's like, you know, little things like that.
0: Did they ask you for your permission before they did that? No. Wow. Huh. So, once again, it's just what, a lot of... That's what I'm talking
1: about. That's yeah. what falls back on that whole Chicano rap movement. Yeah. You
0: know what I mean? I think like, it was I'm cool, cool like, for, for like, back in the 90s, it was, it was you know, like, it was really happening, really popping with the whole Chicano scene, but, like, I don't think it'll ever be back to where it was with that type of music. You know what I mean? Of course,
1: not. it won't ever get back to that point where labels are making money off of artists like that. I think artists are becoming awake to the shit, and yeah. they're becoming aware that, hey, you know what I mean? I really don't need to, or, hey, they really don't have to go down like that. And, and, and it's, it's becoming harder and harder for labels to fool artists into giving up their publishing rights for pennies, for crumbs.
0: Yeah. Yeah, just like other, um, like, you know, like, people like in the industry rappers and stuff that they come out talking about the business saying that, you know, you have to be aware of all aspects within the game. Like you have to be aware of the business side as well as the, you know, the artist side and contracts and all that. You got to really, um, um, like lawyer up, you know what I mean? You got to do all the, all your, your homework and stuff. Cause it's a, it's a really shady business out here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I
1: had a, I had a lot of people review my contract. Um, you know, one person being I don't know if you heard of um Mexaya, he's a part of Sonya who mm. is basically sons who are you know, sons of Los Tigres del Norte. Okay. Um Los Tigres del Norte they're from uh, here. they're from N- northern Cali and they uh one of the members of Tigres del Norte I think is with the one of the, the one with the Hernan, his name's Hernan. he has a little um white stripe on his head or on his hair. Okay. Tim, his son, like, that's my boy, you know, we came up together, basically, and I had him review my contract, because he's been, and he told me, don't sign that contract, you're giving up your rights, like, but at the time, you know, I was like, you know, I don't know, you know, I don't know what's gonna happen, like, I felt like I needed that backing, you know, and and I'm not putting it down, like, okay, I did what I did, and I'm, I'm, I'm accountable, you know, but at the same time, I'm not accepted, so, you
0: know, so like do you think yeah. that, that like um contracts are for debate? Like when you're about to sign it, are you able to tweak it and, and have them, you know, be like, Okay, well we'll take that off and we'll we'll accommodate you? Like is that even possible?
1: Um I tried to do that with them but unfortunately that didn't go down. You know what I'm saying? I tried to negotiate but it didn't happen. And at the end of the day I was just like, All right, let's just get this over with and that's when the music video started. And that's when the pictures started. Like, all my pictures, all that stuff, I don't have any, you know, images at all. Like, we did so much work. And nothing ever got released. And they have they have all my pictures, all my photos, you know. And that's cool. They paid for it. I mean, it's not really that they paid for it. That's just about in-house. So everything done, they did it themselves, you know. I mean, they did their own pictures. They took their own pictures. They edited their own videos, which is cool. Like yeah, I do the same thing. You know, if I have those talents and skills, I'm gonna be doing it myself. And like I said, I got I got love for for uh, Ew a lot, and Kool Aid helped me out a lot as well. And I'm now dishing them because at the end of the day, I understand it's all business. But at the same time, I'm I, I, I could be naive or I was naive in the, you know coming from you know San Jose, Big LA, sitting over the industry. Like yeah, I was naive, but I'm not a sucker, and and don't try to frame me for one and let alone don't try
0: to you know make me out to do something i'm not you know what i mean yeah for sure for sure man that's some good uh insight into business because uh you know a lot of people someone that may be going through the same steps right now may be listening and you know probably give it a second thought into before signing so that that's a pretty good insight now um so one last thing you want to tell the um the Listeners, uh, before we go into the segment 21 questions, like something like that you want to like pretty much put out there for them to like pretty much listen and be like, you know what? I don't know if I should do that. I don't know if I should do like a little insight, like a little inspirational note.
1: Um, I would just say, like, when you're working with people, definitely if they try to tell you, like, let's say for example, you work with a producer and you're how cool with that producer. And they're like, oh, no, we're homies. Don't even trip. I got you. You don't got to pay me. Nah, you got to, like, really think twice before doing, you know, even people can be your homies one day. The next day, they act like they don't even know you. They, they can't your number. And it's crazy, dude. Like, it's really sad. Like, you know, I, I wish it wasn't like that, but it is. And, and you've got to be very careful, like, if you're going to be working with someone, try to have some type of agreement written in place, like, hey, you know, we're going to do this, and the drugs going to go down, or I'm going to pay you 50 bucks at least. So at the end of the day, when shit goes sour, they can't pull the card where they're like, oh, well, you didn't pay for this, and oh, this is my music, and I can do whatever I want. No, I paid for it, and here's a contract. And you you either do what you say you're going to do or get through, you know what I mean? It's either or. So I would just say protect yourself, even if people are their homies, you know Show them love And pay them Even if they refuse They'd be like Here's 50 I'm not taking no for an answer <laughs> You know Things like that You gotta be careful with it Cause Like I said Like one minute People are your homies Ride or dies till the end The next minute They You know They cannot they, You piss them off rub them, rub them the wrong way And the shit is over And all your music is gone
0: For sure No doubt Alright So here we go This is 21 questions With Quinkla Alright mm-hmm. What motivates you in the day-to-day, and what inspires you?
1: I would say my son is a big inspiration for sure, just knowing that I'm working hard for him and me. That's basically one of my main inspirations. What motivates me is providing awesome music for the masses. I mean, there's so much garbage out there that Hmm. when people fall for it, it's bad. Like... You know, you come out with this, and it's like, oh, my gosh, she's a a shit, or he's a shit. It's like, nah, there's, like, way more out there. There's way more substance out there. You know what I mean? So, I basically, what motivates me to make music is for the masses, so I can be like, oh, I did that. I left that mark, you know, after I passed. That's my song, you know? I'm going to create beauty, or I'm going to create something positive, like, for real. Like, not just talk about it, like, really actually do it, you know, through actions. Or whatever.
0: You know what I mean? So, just... That's that. I think that's what keeps me going. All right. What would you say are the top three skills uh, needed to be a great all-around business person? Oh,
1: okay. Um, I would say... good communication skills. And... I would say... good networking skills. Hmm. And you got to at least study some type of business course, read a book or something, you need to do something that, you know, kind of get you in that business mind frame because you got to study on it. You can't just go about it blind, like, and it'll teach you everything you need to know. Just take a, grab a book, take a class. You know, as long as you have good communication slash interpersonal skills and you've got that business education mixed with, you know, the other i mentioned then you should
0: be fine for sure what have been some of your failures and what have you learned from them
1: <laughs> oh my failure okay let's talk about that more recently uh, my failure was that i wasn't cool with my producer's wife you know what I mean? Like, you gotta be cool with people's houses. Because if they're not cool, they can be power sour. And my, what I failed in my last project was not being cool with this shift. And it made the relationship between me and my producer super sour. All
0: right. And uh, what have you learned from that experience?
1: Just learning that, you know, you gotta really communicate with people and their families before, you know, if you're especially you gotta think about it. If you're making an album with someone, you're taking on a long term relationship and there's gonna be ups and downs, there's gonna be a lot of emotions. Music is emotions. Music is our all soul. So it comes from a very emotional place. People get, you know, real sensitive about certain shit. So you gotta make sure that you you're in the right with not just your producer or your artist, but with their families as well. You know, because that matters, you know. Like, for example, if I'm working with my label, you know, Dub, I got to be cool with his wife's uh, Kool-Aid. Because if I'm not, you know, it's just not going to be cool. You know what I mean? Like, you got to be cool with both, especially dealing with couples. You got to be cool with both parties. You can't be too open with the other. You got to be, you got to play it there at both sides. And what I learned is basically, play your cards right. All
0: right. How long do you stick with an idea before you give it up?
1: Really?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. How long do you uh, stick with an idea before you give it up?
1: Um, I have so many fucking ideas, dude. Um, I really don't give up on them. I take a break from them, or I put them off for a different project, but they still come around, you know. And, and one minute or the next, or one project or the next, they'll resurface, and you know, they'll be dormant, but they'll be co- they'll come back. <laughs> The idea is never, never, never just get recycled,
0: that's for sure. All right. Now, how many hours do you work a day on an average, like productive hours?
1: Damn. Probably working 12 to 14-hour days. And not, not just on music, but, you know, I, I work three jobs. You know what I mean? I have a lot of work. And not just, I do my own projects then I do photography with another photographer. And then I work my little part-time day job in the morning that sustains me, you know what I mean? And that's basically it. So I'm always working, always coming up with something, especially, like, if I'm in the car. That's when I'm the most, my mind is going, like, thinking about projects, listening to a song. Okay, how is this, how is this video going to look like? You know, I, I, I that's, it's always working, and, I you know, I wake up, in the night or i wake up at 5 a.m and i'm already thinking about things that i need to accomplish or think oh this will be tight for this this thing and then boom you know what i mean it is there's always it, it's a non-stop you know and i'm gonna say something that dj fresh told me like in dj fresh um he's the dj for like living legends you know and basically he said the industry like every six months is a year so you gotta work twice as hard just to get you know, follow it up, follow it up. You know, it's constant, especially nowadays, you know, with technology. Like, people are, and especially with people in society, they're so bored. Like, people get bored. Okay, you start <laughs> respond. Okay, yeah. that's boring. On to the next. It's like, you got to keep them wanting more. So it's like, you got to consistently keep following it up. You know, you have to do it and
0: stop. Yeah, I feel bad for the next generation of rappers. It's going to be, a <laughs> the kids right now, they're crazy with, uh, you know, Everything so instant. Everything, they want thing's so instant. It's like it's gonna be crazy next generation. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Um, yeah, no, it's
1: it's, it's yeah. Uh, that's definitely scary. You know, luckily my son, he likes, um, he actually doesn't even like rap. He likes classical. So.
0: <laughs> oh, that's good.
1: <laughs> my my son's a different different city to your That's for
0: sure. Yeah, get him into some um some piano classes or something. That's cool. Yeah, yeah he got
1: that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, um, describe your typical day in your life.
1: Um, Wake up, work out, go to work, come home, do photography, go plan videos, smoke some weed in between, (laughs) (laughs) plan, uh, you know, create, talk about things that need to be created go to sleep, wake up, do the same thing. I mean, things are going to change up pretty soon because of all these videos I'm going to accomplish. You know, I'm working with a girl um, who I went to college with, and, and I'm like, she's an up-and-coming model. Like, she's so undiscovered, like, it's not even crazy. Like, she's really, like, wow. Like, she, she's, she's the next one. So I'm working with her to put her on. And she's going to be basically my main model in all my videos. And you'll be seeing a lot of her. And people are going to be like, who is that? (laughs)
0: That's my home, girl. That's cool. Now, if you had a chance to go back, what would you do different?
1: Mm, I guess I would play my cards right a little bit better with the label. Definitely. I, I got, like, emotional. You know, I got real emotional. And I let people manipulate me. You know, people like Carolyn Rodriguez and things like that, you know, yeah, you know, for example, you know, uh you know the song Show for Me?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, so basically there was an artist who's very known. Basically the song was supposed to be on Mundos and it never got featured on Mundos. It was supposed to, um the music director for Mundos is actually Salvadorian, like me. So he was already showing me that Salvi love. <laughs> and he, he was already in the studio while I was recording Choco Me, so he was still in the track. And basically, he was ready to play it. Ready to debut it, you know, people to, you know, feel it and stuff. And basically, one artist went to the uh, executive director of Mundo and basically said, nah, this isn't going to work. We're not going to play Love because if we play that song, she's pretty much going to jeopardize my career. So basically, they pulled the track and never played it. That finding that out was very hard for me. <laughs> it wasn't... I didn't take it easy at all. Like, it was just like, what the fuck? Like, this bitch, like, really? Like, you're hella popular, and I'm, like, really unknown, and you're over here trying to hate on me? Like, and it, and it was just like, that kind of was basically like what the fuck happened and how come you guys aren't addressing it and what the fuck and all this stuff it kind of just made me feel like damn like i made a lot of choices based on my emotions on my anger that i could have been more strategic about
0: yeah for sure all right um now how has all this affected your family life
1: well i mean i lost out on a lot of you know going to la a lot on the, the weekend, on my days off, was pretty hard on my kid, you know, because I missed out on, you know, him growing up a little bit for a year or two. And, you know, it, it sucks. I'm never going to get those years back. I'm never going to get, you know, those moments back. You know, my my family's always saying, you know, like, come on, how long have you been doing this and you haven't blown up yet? You know, you're wasting your time. You know, not even my family basically shows, shows me any support. So yeah, it's been hard. Like they don't really believe in me at this point. They're like, "You went to L.A., you came, you saw, you went, you saw, and what happened? Nothing." And to me, I'm like, "Nah, mom, more things happen. Like this and this happened, this happened." But they don't see it that way. If they don't see you on on a commercial during their novelas, or if they don't see you on Salado Gigante, you, <laughs> and shit. you know what I mean? That's just how it is, and it's just like, okay, you know that's fine. You know, I let them think whatever they want, but. I don't think even my, none of my family has heard my new album. And that's fucked up, but it is what it is. You know, a lot of my close friends have, you know, people that I fuck with have, and they're excited for me, and I'm excited for myself. And actually, that's all that matters right now. Later on, when they see that the album's a success, my family's going to be like, oh, now, now we're cool. Oh, now, what are you doing now? You know, They're going to be trying to come, come to me and trying to be cool with me. But it's like, nah, you weren't you weren't believing in me before, and I kind of don't really feel like, you know, yeah. being hella cool with you about it now when you weren't cool with me then. You know, it's kind
0: of something like that. You know, that's usually the storyline that most artists kind of uh, experience while trying to, you know, go big. People don't believe them, you know, and all this and that. But um, you know, I don't know. It's just it's just common with the Latino families for some reason I don't know
1: yeah no it's all good dude like I really it doesn't faze me like I'm so used to it right now at this point like in my life that it's just it's all good like they don't wanna you know believe or that's fine you know at least, as long as like as long as someone believes in themselves it doesn't matter what anyone else believes because if you believe in yourself you're gonna make 10 others or 100 hundred others believe in you just for the full fact that you're believing in yourself
0: yep Exactly. All we got right. more
1: followers and leaders in society. That's for sure.
0: Yep, yeah, that's for sure. Now, uh, like overall through your whole career in the, in the music business, what has generated the most income? Um, features. Features, okay. But
1: definitely, yeah. I mean, I was I'm getting I was getting royalties for the songs I did with Silent Giant, but you know it wasn't to the point where you know. Like, it, maybe it did generate some money, but I would say the features was the most because that was where I was keeping the full percentage of the cut. You know, it wasn't, I wasn't giving, like, like, honestly, like, yeah, it's not that great. But honestly, with the features, that's where I get to keep my full percentage. That's why, you know, we're not just talking about 20s or 30s. Like, we're talking about a couple hundred, you know what I mean? And mm. that's cool. <laughs>
0: for sure. How far are you willing to go to succeed?
1: I mean, I'm gonna go as far as God wants me to go. You know, I'm not, I'm not down with the whole like Illuminati movement. I'm not down with, oh, sh-, you know, wearing all black and selling my soul to the devil. Like, nah, that's not me. Like, I'm colorful. I'm positive. And as far as you know, any light or any good energy wants to take me, then so be it. I'll go that route. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I, I just honestly want to do, and it's, it's more than the music, honestly, it's way more than the music. And I just, there's just so much fucked up music out there, negative, talking about so many bad things, you know, so as long as people want to fuck with me and fuck with something different, then I'll be around. You know what I mean? The minute that everybody just turns black, the whole society turns black and turns like a computer, maybe that'll be the end of me. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Now, how do you define success?
1: I mean, success is just doing what you love every day. I would say, as long as you're doing what you love and you're happy, then that's, that's being successful. Like, you know, living the dream, living the dream is working towards your dream. You're working towards your dreams and you're living the dream your success, right, and you're becoming successful, I guess you have milestones or you have accomplishments or goals, you set for yourself, you accomplish those goals, then you took one more step to success. Alright.
0: What is your greatest fear and how do you manage it?
1: Uh, I guess, you know, it's kind of like that thing when the shit, when the shit it's the plan, it's like... At this point in my life, there's not really anything that I feel because everything that I was fearing happened, you know. Um, being, being having no team, like having a solid-ass team, from having people fucking with you, like your producer, your label, to having nobody fucking with you. And people are like, ah, we saw what we wanted from you, we're out. You know what I mean? It's kind of like that. It's like, okay, yeah, you know, I still got fans and people that want to hear more of my music or you know, maybe I don't have as many fans as I used to, or maybe, you know, people left because they they saw no movement, or they didn't see a follow-up. It's cool. You know what I mean? As long as, um, I mean, I still got industry people fucking with me, you know? That's why I got my deal with Empire, you know? So I got good people in my corner that are in the industry that are are gonna fuck with me, that are waiting for me, you know what I mean? They're like, you need to draw videos. And I'm like, I know I do. (laughs) I'm working on it. You know what I mean? I got my ducks lines up I just got to execute, and that's what this month is about. Execution and coming out, and just like the album title is, Rompe, it means break, breaking into the industry, breaking into the Latin market, and and, and actually doing it, you know what I mean? Doing what I've been, you know, in my mind, my goals, it's going to come true, you know what I mean? So I have to be prepared for that, and I feel at this point in my life, mentally, I am prepared and ready to, to, to take on that, you know, you know, whatever comes from it, maybe it's gonna be how fast, and maybe it's gonna be slow. Maybe it's like, but honestly, with this album, this it, is like, come on, man, it's a no-brainer, really. Like, it's just like so full of life, full of love, full of happiness, full of party, full of good energy. Like, you know, it's just it's not one dull moment in this album, you know. And that's that's what I in, in this commercial. So, like, you know, once people hear it. Once people are like, what the hell? Like, where did she come from? And it's not just a single, it's actually a whole album of of good music. It's like, wow. Like, I'm excited, actually. All
0: right. Who has been one of your greatest inspirations through all of this?
1: Hmm. Greatest inspiration. I guess just accomplishing the album and just being like, facing all those obstacles. Like, it was so crazy. Like, one minute... One minute, it was like, you can't record for the speaker throughout. Yeah. The next minute, I don't know what's on my computer. It's, um, the third minute, oh, I got in, I got it hospital Or I got, you know, my producer got hospitalized. You know, thinking all those obstacles, you know, that's too retotic. Really you know, like, you want to give up, it's like perfect album. <laughs> it's causing too much problems, you know. You know, for another thing, the album basically caused mean to separate with my husband, you know, someone that I thought was in my corner that was like, I'm here for you, I'm down for you, we're going to make this happen, and then from going from there to, like, you know, you're too much in the studio, uh, that's more important than you than our marriage, and it's just like, what the fuck, like, I thought we were a team, like, I thought we had, like, some type of goals and common goals in place here, you know, we had a plan, you know, and it's it basically my partner my pretty team partner bailed out on me you know so it's like you don't know, it makes you feel like man what happened you know yeah. and then so overcoming the obstacles i guess was the inspiration of all all
0: right what is one of your weaknesses
1: um <laughs> i guess i i once what the like perfection i guess i always want things to you know, be perfect, like, oh, no, it doesn't sound right, but so we're going to wait, or, no, I want this thing more, but we're going to wait, or, I need all, you know, I need this, and I need that, but honestly, I don't need any of that, I guess it's just me trying to perfect shit, I just need to, like, create it, do the best that I can, and use it, that's it. I guess that's just what kind of been holding me back from the reason is that I want it to come out perfect, and I guess that's just, I mean, who, which artist doesn't you know, it's the same for every artist, like, everybody wants their best, you know. But at the end of the day, you gotta just be easy on your shop and be like, this is the best that I can do, and that's just what it is, and people are gonna live it. They're not gonna listen to it how you are, because they're not the ones creating it. They're just receiving the creation, and they're like, oh, okay, this is hard. I fuck with it, you know, or you don't fuck with it.
0: Mm-hmm. Alright, so now that you are off the label, uh, how do you plan to go about and, and promote for yourself?
1: So I'm working with um, a few people that are in the industry that are going to help me um, come, come up with a marketing plan and, um, you know, I'm going to pay for my own promotion, hence why I'm half-three jobs, hence why I'm hustling my ass off right now so I can have that money to invest. You know, like I said, I'm hitting Latin market. You no know, ifs, as, or but, that's just my market. You know, that's where I'm going to excel faster. Basically, I can't go in the hip-hop market and try to earn a dude's respect, you know. I'm going to come out in the Latin market and own it and make my own place in there. Because, there's, honestly, no Latina is doing it in the Latin market right now. There's people come, coming out a little bit here and there, but it's not to that point where it's like, yeah, that's that's the Latin MC and she, I mean, she owns it, you know. It's not like that. that. Basically, but this album has been released in a few weeks statements will
0: be made definitely will own that platform <laughs> all right all right a couple more questions here before we wrap up um uh, now what sacrifices have you had to make to get to where you are now
1: i oh, sacrificing my marriage sacrificing with my kids and my family sacrificing friendships definitely you know um sacrificing my own life my own privacy I would say even You know, because I'm pushing everything out to you right now. (laughs) Uh, You know, just sacrificing everything, you know, that I love about, that I love just to be where I'm at. And it's not even sacrificing. It's just like, this is my dream. If you love me, you will support me. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's what I tell my son. Like, when you go up, you're going to have a dream. And guess what? I'm going to be there 100% to support you. So I need you to be here 100% to support me right now. Which is being patient in, And being patient That we're not always Going to have time To go out and do this
0: Sometimes we're going to Have to go and do this You know what I mean hmm. Alright Alright last question If you were to wake up Tomorrow and found yourself Starting from scratch From step one You still had the knowledge And uh, experience you acquired But you knew no one In the business What would you do In the next seven days
1: Definitely Um Social media. I mean, why, well, you know, that's a step, step forward for sure. Hit social media, make your contact. I'm really good at networking. Um, so it, it wouldn't be hard for me to bounce back. You know what I mean? Okay. Actually, I, I've been in that spot where I had to start from scratch. When the lab, when I was, you know, when I split up with the label and I requested to be released, I didn't, I didn't have all those connections anymore. I didn't have that. So it was just, I guess, starting from scratch. And fortunately, I was able to network my way. You know, like like Louis V. produced my album. I networked with him through Instagram, and it was just crazy. I we we found each other. Like it was just like I was looking at some guy's lead page, and then he was homes with him, and he introduced me to Louis V. And then come to find out, my the people that I'm working with at Empire were gonna already release me to Louis V. So it was even crazy. It was like we were we were already supposed to meet
0: and we just found each other on instagram so They were just crazy all right Shit, what, that's that was all dope you know like you know the the inside in the in the uh, music business the inside in, in your in your life and your career you know it's all inspirational you know and i appreciate uh-huh. everything you've uh been sharing with us and um i wish you the uh the best of luck you know um we believe in you you know what i mean just just keep on keeping on that's that's all you can do you know
1: yeah, appreciate that. Thank you. Nah, it was it was fun. It was fun. Like I haven't got to top it up with you know, someone and asking questions about things. And I'm, I'm like I said, I'm an open book. Like there's no filters to me whatsoever. Like if yeah. people want information, I'm gonna let them know.
0: For sure. You know what I mean?
1: Like it's all good. Like I don't really gotta hide and play games. You know I mean? That's not that's not my that's not the way I roll.
0: For sure. You know that's that's the way it should be with all artists and stuff. So that way, because I mean, the uh, my my personal model is. Each one, teach one. Like, someone that knows the business should be teaching others that don't. That way it can be a beautiful thing, you know? Yeah,
1: exactly. And if you're preaching about it, then be about it. You know what I mean? Don't yeah. don't be like, I'm about this and this and that. But, yeah, your music is talking about hate and murder. Like, <laughs> yeah. Be like, like,
0: come on, man. Keep it real. Exactly. Yeah, so you want to shout out some of, uh, you mentioned that you're working with the photographers. uh you, you want to shout them out?
1: Oh yeah, shit, I'm working with number one in San Jose, Joe Moses, who is going to be filming my videos, and shout out to Louis V, shout out to Mattis, Wish for Rich, shout out to everybody listening, shout out to all my Latinos, all my black and brown people, shout
0: out to all my white people, hey! All right. and uh, some social media sites that people can follow you on?
1: list L A S Q U I N K L A.
0: Okay, and that's through. I don't have a
1: website yet. It's, okay. You know the label owns the website. That's you know if you do find a website, that's the label's website. But oh, okay. I will have a, a, a website pretty soon.
0: For sure. And the new album coming out, rompe, right?
1: But, rompe should be released at the end of August, and we're going to be releasing about two or three music videos this month. So look out for that.
0: For sure. Well, it was a pleasure having you, Squinkla, and we wish you the best in the business. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you very much. Have Uh, a good night. All
1: right. All right.
0: All right. right. There you have it, people. This is the Hip Hop Spot, and that was La Squinkla, all the way from San Jose, California. And as for me, I'm your host, Brown, checking out for today's episode here on the Hip Hop Spot don't forget, stay motivated, stay inspired. And overall, homies, stay dope. Yo. You have just been tuned in to another episode of that Hip Hop Spot podcast. Me, I'm the host, Brown96, checking out for today's episode. Tune in to the next episode every single Monday. And I'll try to stay as consistent as I can. You know, everyone has their own thing. But, um, you know, I'm just a human being, you know, just like you and trying to get things cracking too. All right, till next time.